Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves over at tomahawktake.com in written form. Appreciate it if you go over to that website there and check out all of my written work on the Braves as well. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Appreciate all the subscriptions there, all the followers on YouTube as well as on Twitter. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we are free and available on all platforms. And once again, just want to thank all the listeners out there for all the listens we've had since I've taken over the podcast. Obviously, it's been a very fun ride through the postseason, winning a World Series. But even here in the offseason, you're continuing to support me. We continue to be the top uh, podcast on the MLB network side of things for Locked On. So I appreciate all the support there, all the downloads, the listens really means a lot to me as I have taken over this podcast. So I do appreciate all the love and support that you continue to give me, continue to give the podcast. And I'll try my best to make sure that I'm bringing you daily content all throughout the offseason every day on your Atlanta Braves. And on today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the second base position. We kind of started uh, the positional previews, kind of inadvertently started that with the signing of Manny Pena, looking at catcher. Uh, Then we went to the outfield on the last episode, talking about the now and the future of the Braves outfield. We're going to skip first base for now because I'm hoping any day, any moment now, we get a big report, a big news item on that position. So we're going to skip over first and we're going to go to second base on today's episode. Uh, We're also going to talk about the latest on the Freddie Freeman rumors as well as the Justin Verlander rumors that we were hearing on Wednesday as well. We'll get to that later in the podcast. But this will be our positional Review, preview, however you want to view it for second base. Uh, And obviously, second base is a pretty locked down position at the moment with Ozzie Albies there. So uh, we're going to be talking a lot about Ozzie Albies here. We'll talk a little bit about uh, who's behind him, who could be future down down the pipeline. But I think Ozzie's going to be here for a long time. Uh, So let's jump into Ozzy Albies and what he is. We're also going to talk about the things he he could improve on as well. Uh, But let's just talk about Ozzy and his career with the Atlanta Braves. He's now been with the Atlanta Braves for parts of five seasons. Kind of crazy how quickly that has gone, but uh, now been with the team for five seasons seasons he over that time he has a career slash line of 273 325 477 with an 802 on uh, OPS so clearly you know very good numbers there very good power numbers as well and his last three full seasons so not counting 2020 he has hit 24 24 and 30 home runs also very dependable 
in that time as well. Again, over those last three full seasons, he played 158, 160, and 156 games. So been very dependable, been able to run him out there every day. In 2020, actually the shortened season, uh, was the one that he got injured in and missed some significant time. But again, the last three full seasons, he's pretty much been there every day for the Braves, and there's certainly something to be said about that. He's also a two-time All-Star and a two-time Silver Slugger. He just won the Silver Slugger again at second base in 2021 for his excellent season there. And just to remind you, in 2021, in his age 24 season, he hit 259, 310 on base, 48 slugging, 799 OPS, had 103 runs scored, 30 home runs, and 106 RBI, as well as 20 stolen bases. So did a lot of things very well for the Braves, and certainly one of the best second basemen in all of baseball. He's also an excellent defender. Anybody that watches Ozzy knows uh, you know, he's deserving of a gold glove. I know he's been a finalist a couple of times now, I believe, uh, but hasn't won one yet, but certainly one of the best defenders at second base in all of baseball as well. Uh, his noted work with Ron Washington um, and just you know the way that he plays in the shift as well. And, you know, was a a shortstop coming up. So, you know, certainly has that range, the arm, the ability of a shortstop. But at second base where, again, he is just an elite defender. A switch hitter as well, although it's been uh, widely noted that he's better from the right side. But, you know, obviously he uh, faces more righties. So he's batting from the left a whole lot more. Um, But he does have that switch hitting capability, uh, which gives him a little bit of an added advantage there. And then finally, he is on a very, and I mean very, team-friendly deal. He is making $5 million in 2022 and then $7 million for three years after that and the three seasons after that. So, And then he has two more, there's two more team option years even after that at $7 million each. So the Braves essentially have an all-star second baseman under contract for the next six years at $7 million a year. That is just absolutely absurd it, it feels bad <laughs> as a Braves fan to even uh, say that it just feels bad to have an all-star um, making that little money one of the best second basemen in all of baseball but a very team-friendly deal for the Braves and you know financial security for Ozzie Albies I mean he's not going to be hurting with that much money but uh, has to has to be a little bit painful knowing what he could have made. But if you watch all the Albies on the field and you see him smiling, he is the most energetic, happy person out there. So I don't think he is sweating that at all. Loves playing the game of baseball, loves playing for the Braves, but I feel like he would love playing with anybody. He just seems to have that type of energy about him. you know. And that's something else that has to be noted is just um, you know the, the, the energy, the uh, the the joy that he brings in playing the game is part of his you know clubhouse culture and atmosphere that the Braves have as well. You know, obviously the relationship between him and Ronnie is very strong, um, and it's great to always see the them two in the dugout hugging or playing or whatever. And, you know they're doing those two are just brothers, and you love to see that from them. And they're going to be together for a very long time, which is just great news for all Braves fans. So we talked about Ozzy Albies, you know, him obviously being the second baseman now and the future as well. Uh, but we're going to take a look at what he could improve on going forward, how he could be even better for the Braves. 
Before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so like I, I said, you know, Ozzy has been great for the Braves. I mean, an, an all-star, um, you know, undeniably one of the best second basemen in all of baseball. But there are certainly some things that some areas that he could improve on to make him an even better player. Um, and those things are, are pretty obvious. Um, look, Ozzy Albies is one of my favorite players in all the game just because of the joy he plays with, the love he has for the game. Uh, him as a person, I absolutely love. Again, one of my favorite in all of baseball. As a player, as a hitter, he may be my least favorite player to watch in all of baseball because he is just, he's so frustrating at times, especially, you know, obviously when he's not going well. Uh, he, he can be the most frustrating at bat to watch. You heard a lot of talk about it in the postseason, especially when he was batting third and kind of in that, that, that role there of, you know, being in the middle of the lineup. And he goes up there and just flails away and has the worst at bats. And, you know, that's Ozzy's game. I feel like that's always going to be his game. And again, he's been an all star player with that approach. But for me, if he's going to become a more complete hitter, a, a better player, that approach has to adjust at some point. And he has to become a little bit better at, at putting together, you know, what we would. A lot of us would refer to as a professional at bat. Um, and you can look, I mean, just look to Freddie Freeman. Look to, you know, your infield mate right beside you. Freddie Freeman will go up there and ambush a first pitch. He is not afraid to go up there hunting either and swing at the first pitch. But the difference between Freddie Freeman and Ozzie Albies is that Ozzie's going to go up there, swing at three pitches regardless, and just try to put make good contact with one of them. If Freddie goes up there, you know, looking for a pitch and tries to ambush one and he doesn't get it or he fouls it off, he's then going to work the at bat. And next thing you know, it's going to be 2 2, uh, might even go 3 2. And you see that a lot from Freddie Freeman. He'll, he'll fall behind in the at bat early, but then he'll work it, get, get the, about, uh, the count back to even or even, you know, in his favor at 3 to 2. You hardly ever see that with Ozzy Albies and that's you know that's the next level of progression for him in my eyes is to you know know how to work back in that at bat and again Freddie Freeman's an MVP player I think Ozzy Albies could be uh, an MVP you know type player but he has to change that approach up he has to be able to work himself back in those at bats when he does go up there first pitch hacking as he always does um, but that that to me if he is you know, if there is an area of improvement, a, a way for him to improve, to get better, to make his numbers even better, that's the one thing for me because he can be so frustrating. Watching him in the postseason was just so frustrating because he would just go up there with runners on base and just flail at the first pitch no matter where it was. And it was just, it's really 
really hard to watch. Again, especially when he's obviously not going well, it's even more frustrating to watch. So that to me, if he is going to take his game to the next level, has to be an area of improvement for him. You know, go up there, do your thing on that first pitch. You know, you're looking for a ball in the zone or looking for the ball in a specific area and you get it, you know, jump all over it. I don't want to take that away from him because that's his game. It's what makes him such a good player. And again, you can't argue the results here. I just read to you the numbers that he puts up. So, I mean, you can't argue against against what he does because he gets results. He puts up numbers at the end of the day. Just how he gets there sometimes can be a little frustrating. And I think those numbers can be even better if he kind of takes a, a page out of Freddie Freeman's book and, you know, learns that if you miss that first pitch or, you know, perhaps it wasn't exactly what you were looking for, you just fouled it off, you know, that doesn't mean you have to go swinging at the next pitch. You know, work the work the count back in your favor. Try to even things back up. You know, work your way back into a count and get a pitch that you can, you can drive, that you can handle. It just seems like, you know, when he's in those grooves, he's going to go up there and just see ball and try to hit ball. And, you know, again, it works for him. That's why the numbers are there. But I think, you know, if he's going to be an even better player going forward, you know, he has to to have some better at-bats, especially in those big situations, those key situations with runners on base. The next thing is his, his walk rate, and that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what I'm talking about. But, you know, his on-base percentage the last two seasons in 2020, it was 306. Again, he only played in 29 games that year. But in 2021, it was still just 310. I mean, that is... That is not good. In 2018, so in his two all-star seasons, so 2018, he was an all-star. He had an on-base percentage of 305. This past year, he's an all-star, had an on-base percentage of 310. That's not good. I mean, that that is not good, and that's why he should never hit atop the lineup again. I don't ever want to see him in the one or two hole, or three hole for that matter. Um, we can kind of get into that discussion as well, but Ozzy Albies needs to be hitting fifth, sixth in the lineup. Um, that's just where he is that's where he feels more comfortable you saw snicker make that change in game six of the postseason what he do he came up had a, a huge game but that's where he fits in the lineup i think that's where he is uh most useful and you know that's no shot at him or anything i mean that that's just where i think what he does his ability at the plate you know the home runs that he hits again 24 24 and 30 home runs in the last three full seasons that's where you want him um so uh, again, I, I think he needs to hit down in the order a little bit more. I think he needs to do a better job working at counts, getting walks, getting on base. I would like to see that on base uh, percentage sit more around 330, 340. Um, that's where you know it really needs to be for him to just elevate his game even more. But his walk percentage is always among the league worst. Uh, it was 6.7% in 2021. And then his chase rate, and this goes along with you know him just going up there, looking for the ball, trying to hit the ball wherever it's pitched. But his chase rate is one of the worst in all of baseball as well. Has to do a better job at making sure, you know, if he's going to be up there going aggressive, make sure the pitches are in the zone or pitches that he can hit. But he just he just chases way too many balls. Um, and then finally, you know, he he is a streaky hitter. I think most people know that about him and uh, understand that about him. There's going to be just cold stretches that he goes on you know when he goes up there hacking at pitches and uh you know it's just not not getting anything great to hit but there's also times where he's just going to go on uh amazing hot streaks as well so i mean you kind of see it 
Yeah, we, we talk about it a lot with Dansby. Dansby's also very hot and cold. He has he has some more drastic spells and obviously some more cold spells than Ozzy does. But you know, Ozzy has his own battles with streakiness of some some big hot streaks and some followed by some massive cold streaks as well. So you'd like to see him be a little bit more consistent. Again, I think having better, more consistent at bats will help with that. I mean, again, I'm being nitpicky here. He's an all-star all-star player one of the best second basemen in the game. I really think if he just starts having better at-bats, you're going to see the on-base percentage go up. You're going to see him driving more balls because he's going to be getting better pitches to hit because pitchers go up there knowing Ozzy's just going to swing at whatever, and they just throw him whatever. And, you know, Ozzy's just up there hoping that he gets his right. And, again, the numbers are there. You know, the strategy works for him. But I just think he'll become an even better, more complete hitter uh, if he starts having – better at bats, stops chasing uh, balls out of the zone, and takes a walk every now and then, works works a walk every now and then. Um, those are the the areas of improvement for him. But again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to talk badly or poorly about Ozzy Albies here. I love Ozzy Albies. He is frustrating to watch at the plate for me. It's just not my type of hitter that I like to watch at the plate, but I certainly love him. Uh, again, he's one of my favorite players. But just looking for areas of improvements there. Again, it's just the 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 level of bat, the the competitiveness of these at bats uh, just need to improve for him in order for him to be a better player. But we're again five years in now. We've known that for five years, and it hasn't changed. I just don't see I don't see it changing anytime soon. And again, the numbers are there. So you know why does he really have to change? He's already an All Star level player with the approach that he has. But Again, being a little bit nitpicky here because there was, you know, not much else to talk about as far as Ozzy goes because he is the second baseman for the future in Atlanta, going to be there for years and years to come and a barely team-friendly deal. But I did want to just quit briefly look at what's behind him. You know, if something were to happen, you know, injury-wise, let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, or if for some crazy reason the Braves decided to trade one of the best contracts in all of baseball, what's behind him in the system. And there's not a lot there. You know, obviously most second basemen coming up are going to be shortstops to get converted over. Um, the only two players I see in the Braves top 30 prospect list are actually some guys they just drafted in uh, Cal Conley and Luke Waddell. Um, you know, a couple of college shortstops that I think eventually get moved to second base. Um, those are the guys that I see, you know, potentially, uh, could be second baseman down the road. I don't really see them taking over for all uh, the Albies. I think at best, both of those are utility bats at the big league level. But those are the only players in the system, you know, right now uh, that I think could be second baseman. You know, Braden Shoemake, uh, he's a, you know, he's a shortstop right now. I see him even being as more utility player. I know some people think maybe he takes over for Dansby, and we'll get into that once we move to the shortstop position. But I don't see him as a second baseman at 6'4", 190. I think he stays on the left side of the infield. So I don't see him moving over to second base. Um, Vaughn Grissom, I like him at shortstop, uh, as well as Ambrius Taveras as well. I think both of those have the ability to stay at shortstop. Um, so the only two players, again, that I see in the system right now that even have a shot at being second baseman at the next level are Cal Conley and Luke Waddell. Um, all right, just to get into a little bit of news items here. 
John Heyman reported that the hangup for a Freddie Freeman contract with the Atlanta Braves is a sixth year. I really hope that's not the case because if it is, please give him that sixth year. Um, I get it. Alex Santopoulos is trying to do what's best for the franchise and not get them locked up into a long contract that could prevent them from doing other things. Uh, as I've said many times, and I did an entire podcast giving you the reasons why you want to bring Freddie Freeman back. This is Freddie Freeman. Get it done. If if a sixth year is really what's holding it up, I would be quite surprised. In fact, I was more under the, the thought that it's a seventh year that would be holding things up. So to hear that it's a sixth year that could be holding it up, that's that's quite surprising to me. Um, John Heyman's reporting and the trust of that is sometimes questionable, but I hope it's not a sixth year holding this up. If so, Alex, give him the sixth year. Quit. I, I don't know what I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not going to get too upset at him yet because I I kind of just find it hard to believe that a sixth year would be the holdup, but. Uh, if it is, and it gives me makes me feel very good about the chances of this getting done because I can't imagine a sixth year for Freddie Freeman um, really being the deciding factor in the Braves not bringing him back. So hopefully that gets done here very soon. Again, just waiting patiently for that to happen. Obviously, the deadline to um, accept or reject qualifying offers was on Wednesday, and obviously Freddie Freeman de- declined that qualifying offer from the Braves. And then finally, it was reported on Wednesday that the Braves had interest in Justin Verlander. Um, that was before he signed a two-year deal worth $50 million with the Astros. And I know it was a one-year deal for $25 with a team option for $25 million um, the following year. Um, or no, I believe it was a player option. So that's why it's pretty much $50 million guaranteed. So that is ridiculous money for Justin Verlander. I don't know what the level of interest was on the Braves' part. Um, I, it may even been that they called and and they found out that he had an offer on the table for that much, and they just hung up. You know, if they were really in on Verlander at that price, um, that is just absolutely crazy. I mean, the player option for twenty twenty three for twenty five million. I mean, it's just ridiculous because, again, like I said, it's it's pretty much a two-year deal for $50 million for a guy that has thrown six innings in the last two years and a guy that is already 38 years old. So, you know, I wasn't necessarily surprised to hear that the Braves were interested, but if they were really interested and knew the amount that was on the table from the Astros, that gives me some very good feelings about the payroll and the budget this offseason that maybe it is going to be closer to 180 uh, than 160 because um, that is just ridiculous money. I cannot believe the Astros gave him that much money. I mean, the Braves gave Charlie Morton $20 million. I thought that was high for somebody who is 38, much less a guy who hasn't thrown the ball in two years, and you give him $25 million, That is just absurd money but again my takeaway from this is that if the Braves were in on that that gives me a lot of hope for what they can do payroll wise this offseason but that'll do it for this episode of Locked On Braves be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves you can follow me at Shortstop Ball also make sure that you rate review and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast and we will talk to you next time 
Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 